This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 716 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com. Hi, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Dressage Radio Show, episode number 178. Beth Haste joins hosts Philip Parks and Reese Kofler-Stanfield for a chat about curb bits, double bridles, and their proper fit and function. But first, let's hear from today's sponsor. Hi, Glenn here from the Horse Radio Network, and I'm with Debbie from Equestrian Collections. How are you, Debbie? Hi, Glenn. I'm just great. And this week, I wanted to feature something that we have on our website, www.equestriancollections.com. You know, a lot of people say, are you only online? Well, you know what? We have taken care of that for you. We are online, but we're also catalogs online. If you go to our website, and at the very top of the page of the homepage, you will see a little box that says catalogs. You click on that, and all the catalogs from our different vendors come up. All you have to do is click on any one of them, and it opens up just like a book. It's just really cool. You just click at the bottom of the page, and the page turns as if you were looking at a catalog, um, you know, sitting there uh, in bed or something. But the best part of this kind of catalog is if you click on it, and we have this item available. All you have to do is click on it. It takes you right over so you can order it right there. So it's very convenient, and you can look at all the different things and just spend all day doing that if you'd like because we've got plenty of them. I do really like that the fact that uh, you're looking at the at, really at the manufacturer's catalog, and if you guys have it, you can just click on it. It takes you to the order page. If you don't have it, it just pops up with a little thing that says item not available so you know exactly what you can get and what you can't get. That's exactly right, and that's such a help, too, because, you know, if we can't get it, then you can't get it. So here we go. We can every, you'll know right away if you can get it from us. Very good. That's uh, Go to equestriancollections.com, the catalogs tab at the top of the page at equestriancollections.com. This product highlight was produced by the Horse Radio Network. Listen to all of our shows at horseradionetwork.com. And now, on with today's tip. Well, Beth, thank you so much for coming back for our second part of our bit series. And today we're going to talk about curb bits and, and double bridle bits, um, Berdoons and curbs, and how to choose them and, and all the things about, uh, about them. So uh, let's get started. Well, this gives us another opportunity because we've got snaffles involved in doubles. That's the Berdoon. And then we have the curb bit. And since last week we talked about the snaffle, Really, all we're doing is making the rings a little bit smaller, and we're just going to make it a little bit smaller in diameter so it'll fit with another bit in the horse's mouth. So the sizing is going to be pretty much the same as it was um, when we talked about the snaffles. We want to clear the lips. We want to, a lot of people want to use a loose ring because that's what they use in their everyday training. And I do think that. Whatever you are using in your snaffle bit with this horse, you should continue when you go into a double. 
because the first bit in his mouth should at least feel familiar. And I think it's a little, makes for a little easier transition to go into the double. So whether you're using a loose ring two-piece or three-piece, you should choose that style of boudin. Or if you're using an egg butt or a boucher, both are totally legal to use um, with a curb bit. So whatever he's used to going or she's used to going in, it's usually good to continue that right through into uh, the double set. And then you get it into choosing curbs. And when we talk about curbs, um, the cheek pieces are relatively similar. For most curbs, you have like a choice of two lengths. It's either going to be a five-centimeter shank or a seven-centimeter shank. Your five-centimeter shank is going to be your short shank. And then your regular shank will be a seven-centimeter shank. And this would be for dressage. Um, they have different curb bits out in the world that have different lengths of shanks, but that would not be really suitable for dressage. And since you don't have any movement in the shanks, for the most part, we will talk about one that does, but most curb bits have no movable parts. So this becomes a little bit more interesting to fit because when you run your fingers on either side of your horse's jawbones, you're going to feel how wide that horse's um, mouth is because just above the jaw bones, you're going to have the bars, and you can feel how narrow. So now we don't have to deal with the lips so much as we do with like a loose ring. So you can get that bit so it'll suck in the, the fat lips and sit on the bars in the correct place. Because if you have a port, you don't want that bit to be too wide that as you enter into the port area on the mouthpiece, that that ends up sitting on the curb, on their um, bars of their mouth. That first um, inch on each side from the cheekpiece into the mouthpiece is the correct place for it to sit on the bar. So we have to be really careful that we don't put too big, too wide a curb in the horse's mouth. Excellent. And Beth, when you start thinking about starting your horse in a double, so we talked about, you know, use the similar snaffle, a Bradoon bit. What curb bit would you start with? I personally like um, a bit called um, the Moore's Lot. It's a French bit. And, you know, with the French, everything is supposed to be really light and soft. And, um, and that bit has no... Um, it has no port. It actually has no break whatsoever in the mouthpiece. So what it does is it slightly arches over the horse's tongue, and it just rolls on the horse's tongue. So it doesn't put any pinpoint tongue pressure from the bottom of the bit into the horse's tongue, and nor does it have any port, so we don't um, exercise any effort into the port uh, and the roof of the horse's mouth, because that is the f strongest form of control on a horse, is the palate. 
So if you're going to start a young horse and you can get a nice slim Moore's lot that just rolls on his tongue, he, he or she probably will still keep going forward and will not be so intimidated that they start to suck back due to the fact now you've put two bits in the horse's mouth who was going lovely with a snapple and the curb chain, and the horse goes, what did I do wrong? You know? So this way they'll give them a really softer feel in their mouth, and they still keep going forward. That sounds like a really good idea. I've never um, thought about it. I mean, I always start with like a really small port on the horse, but but a bit with no port is even softer and even better. Beth, if we can go back a little bit to the sizing... So if sure. I have a horse that goes in a five and three quarter, for instance, I want to put um, a five and three quarter Bradoon and maybe a little bit smaller uh, curb bit in. Is that correct? You're going to go, the rule of thumb is anywhere from a quarter to a half inch smaller. Okay. okay. But I find that horses go even smaller than that. So even though the five, I mean, the quarter to a half inch is what they consider normal, actually today it seems that you can go even three quarters of an inch smaller with no problem at all hmm. because we, the horses inside their mouth are much smaller than I think we thought they were. And when you put a curb in their mouth, it's really good to almost put your head up under his jaw and take a look at that bit from on the bottom part of his jaw. And if you see some of that curb, the mouthpiece of the curb visible from the, uh, from the bottom of his jaw, then you need to go smaller because what's happening is, is the lips on the top are much wider than the lips on the bottom. And when you look at the curb bit from the front of the horse, his lips are like pancake batter. They'll just spread as wide as you give them. And it looks like it's filling up the bit, when in fact, it's too big. And you'll see that when you see a little bit of the mouthpiece visible at under the, the underside of the jaw. And then you need to go smaller. Yeah, Beth, you taught me that, um, and, and it, it really is amazing. I, I had never looked, you know, we always look from the side and from the front, but to look from right. behind, it was incredible. Like, I I had to change the sizing on a horse because he was a little bit fussy in the curb, and Beth said, well, look from the back. And it was incredible how much space, and, and, and the horse, I can't remember exactly the sizing, but it made such a difference, and I'd never been taught to look from the back. So that was really, really helpful. I, I just, uh, it, it, I don't know, um, I think that uh, it was uh, um, uh, Alex Etherington that did tell me that. But once I started looking back there, it changed my whole perspective on fitting these horses. And they so, usually get a little less fussy then. Because, it, I mean, think about that we're, we're in a very precise sport. And we don't want this, and the curb is being put in for that little bit of extra collection and we're wanting to be extremely precise and then we put a bit in their mouth that's sliding too much side to side 
not only are we making the horse uncomfortable inside of its mouth, we've also taken away some of that precision and that little touch of extra collection that we're looking for. Okay, Beth, the next question I have for you is about curb chains. What is correct tightness for a curb chain? Is there some leeway there, depending on the horse? What, what's your thoughts on that? I think that you have to... A horse is going to react. Some horses um, feel uh, fine and go uh, forward with a tighter curb chain. Some horses can be maybe a little excitable or a little over-enthusiastic and a little tighter curb chain might give you just that little extra more. And then some horses are extremely sensitive to it. And with that, you can leave it a little bit looser, but it's almost better to just put a pad on it and still make it firm. Because with this action is also your connection to the pole. So you don't uh, want to have if you a could describe the, not the action even of getting the curb. Pardon? Maybe, maybe if you could describe the, the total action of, of the entire curb bit, because, it, I mean, it comes pole and curb chain and everything. Maybe that's a good discussion. Um, the curb goes in the curb groove, and on the curb bit, it then puts more action on the pole. So if the curb chain is loose, we're not getting as much action on the pole. And but it needs to be there to give you that little extra bit of collection. But by padding it on a sensitive horse, uh it will still give you a little touch of more pole action, but it will also protect and he will probably be a little bit more willing. And Beth, pads, um, talk to us. There's lots of different types of pads. How do you choose the type of pad? Um, On, I I really only like, uh, personally, two. Um, One is just an inexpensive little um, rubber curb guard, which works quite well on most horses. And the other one is um, made out of leather that snaps around the curb chain. And in the beginning, it feels pretty um, stiff. But, you know, the horse is slobbering all over the place, and it gets really wet. And when it does that, it just molds right to the curb chain. And it's quite nice and quite comfortable for the horse. Um, Unfortunately, I have found that uh, curb guards, curb chain guards that are made out of... um, gel have a tendency not to be stable so they roll a bit and sometimes they can just roll right off and then the horse is getting too much of the curb chain action so i'd like it to be relatively flat and i don't want it to roll in any way shape or form i just want it to be nice and flat in that curb groove section of the horse's head well beth thank you so much well, there you go. If you enjoyed Reese and Philip chatting with Beth, and who wouldn't, you can tune in every week at dressageradio.com. You can also find lots more tip about become, tips about becoming a better rider at horsetipdaily.com. Just go to the topics drop-down menu on the left. The first part of the, this series mentioned at the beginning of the tip on snaffle bits can be found on tip number 708 at horsetipdaily.com. 
Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com. Just like Horse Tip Daily brings the whole world of equine knowledge to you, Equestrian Collections brings the whole world of equine online shopping to you. Check them out today at EquestrianCollections.com, and while you're there, tell them Coach Jen sent you. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.